inspiring message by Paul Van Essen at Greater Life Church. For more information about us, do visit our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. Here we go. Growl. Let's look at this. So this is a great verse. Joshua 1 verse 8. Look at this. Keep this book of the law. This is God speaking to Joshua. Opening passage of the book of Joshua where Moses is dead. Moses was a phenomenal guy. You'll meet him one day and he'll be as phenomenal then as he was in the Bible. And, uh, and he's passed. So God says, actually God says, Moses is dead. So Josh, it's on you, basically. And, uh, and he says, now, this is how you have success. Keep this book of the law, or I've put in brackets the words from God, because in the Old Testament it was the law, you had to obey, obey the law. In the New Testament it's not obey the law. But anyway, it's words from God, always on your lips, always on your yeah, lips. Meditate, which means mutter to yourself, growl over, chew over, imagine or muse. That's all the meanings of that word meditate so I could have put bim you know behold imagine and meditate but bim didn't work as well as big plus as soon as I say meditate people miss what I'm saying they think it's they think of eastern meditation or they think of yeah well I just think about it a little bit no this is growl over mutter to yourself day and night so that you are careful to do everything that's written in it, to growl over. So this, the, the, we get that word growl because in Isaiah 31, there's a passage where it talks about how a lion growls over its prey, and it's the same word. The Hebrew word is, and I'm pretty good at Hebrew, hagar. Hagar. Everyone say hagar. It's a Japanese Hebrew word. Hagar. Kind of like cigar. But hugger, or you could say he's a very good hugger. I'm really on a roll here. The Facebook people, are, stay with me. That's the word, moan. This is what it means, moan, growl, mutter, think about, like a lion over prey, roar, chew, imagine, speak to oneself. It's imagine is in there. So when it's, he's saying, look, you've got to mutter. Matter to yourself. You ever met people who matter to yourself? So don't matter to yourself, oh, I don't feel like it today. Matter to yourself what God said. Now, you're starting to see the difference why, and, 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 and just reading the Bible doesn't work very well. I know that sounds completely, you know, uh, heretical. But see, God never told you just, anybody can read a passage of the Bible, but most lives are not very transformed. Why not? Because you're not doing what it tells you to do. You've got to mutter it. You've got to growl over it like a lion growls over its prey. I'm over the word of God. I'm over what the Bible said. I'm, I'm, I'm chewing it. I'm consuming it. I'm musing on it. I'm thinking about it. I'm giving my attention to it. Muse. It's a great word, muse. To muse on. To chew over. There's a, a verse in Psalm something, Psalm 30 something that says, while I mused, the fire burned. You've got to learn the art of musing, to think over it. It's one of the tricks of the devil in today's society is that there's so much noise. 
and it's worse than ever with social media. There's something coming at you all the time. You get in that zone, you get in that flow, and your mind is constantly thinking about this, that, the other, that person, do this, do that, and you've had no time to muse. It's where the word amusement comes from. An amusement, like you can have typical and atypical. It's the opposite, right? Or sexual and asexual. And you can have amusing and amusing. It's the same thing. So it's the opposite of musing. So not that all musing, amusement is necessarily bad, but amusement is all this stuff that comes into your life that stops you taking some time to muse. And we have a world full of Christian people that God deeply loves who think that if they read their little passage in the Bible for 10 minutes in the morning and pray for five minutes and then spend their whole day musing on whatever rubbish the radio or social media is drilling at them and they wonder why their lives are not transformed. If we could get this message out, which I'm working hard on, to the Christian church, you would change people's lives. Because God wants lives to change. And God isn't mad at people if they have made some mistakes. I mean, it's taken me a while to get here, and I still make mistakes. Believe me, every day. But I've learned some things on the journey. And, uh, and, and if we could carry that spirit of agape love to people, where there's no condemnation, there's no criticism, but we're saying, hey, be less amused, put aside some of that and give the, yourself some time to growl over like a meal the Word of God. I'm going to wrap up in about a few minutes. Is that all right? Are we doing okay? You're still with me? Because there's, there's, I've got so much here. Go to the next little thing over here. Now, if you want, you can take a photo of these or if you want me to send them to you, you can do that. Faith is burst in the heart of that response to God. That's faith comes by hearing the word of God. It's the same thing. Okay, I like the passion version there. Faith is birthed in the heart that responds to God's anointed utterance. When God speaks. So the difference between reading the Bible and musing or growling over it or muttering it to yourself is that there is a devouring process going on. If I asked you, a lot of Christians, if I asked them what John 3.16 said, you know, God so loved the world, they would probably know. But most Christians don't live in this revelation that he so loved them. They think that if they trip over and hurt their toe, or if a bill comes in the mail that they didn't expect that maybe God doesn't love them anymore. And so we spend a lot of time trying to help people. Are you with me? But if, are you still with me here? Whereas if you mused on, if you growled over it a little, and look at this, 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Ha, oh, what a, watch this. His divine power, God's divine power, has given to us, see that? Has given, that's past tense, already gave us everything required for life and godliness. Whoo! Everything you're needing, not spiritual life, life, already given to us through the what? Through the knowledge of Him 
So that is epignosis, that's experiential knowledge. That's why coming to church and being in the presence of God, whether it's prophetic words or whatever is flowing, the, the idea is that your experiential knowledge of God grows. And he shows you some things that you didn't know last time you were here. And then you come again. And as long as you come hungry, that's going to happen every time. So the knowledge of him, but then verse 4, okay, by his own goodness, by his glory and goodness, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in or participate in, it's koinonia, that word, uh, the divine nature escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desires. My, my, my. Sharing in his divine nature. But how, does do, how, how do you do that? It's by knowing him and that comes by these great and precious promises. So I feel like I've got some more things that I could say, but I'm not going to say them now because we're out of time. I want to close on this idea. When you're musing on things, you're not, don't, don't, a lot of people will, be, will tend to think about obeying the instructions. You know you're musing on it. I've got some examples. So maybe we'll do this on Wednesday night or something. Would that help people? Do you think that'd be fun if we did that? Because I've, I'm, I'm set to go for that. And I do, I don't, I've got something else ready for next week, which is going to be really fun. I'm sending you a little video, a little video movie, a little short movie I did, preparing you for next week. It's going to be good. James Bond, eat your heart out. This is going to be fun. <laughs> but anyway, or is, it, or is it Tom Cruise? Anyway, it's one of those guys. So look, he has given us precious promises. Okay, so what you... Now, if you keep musing, meditating on, chewing over, I've got to do this. I've got to love my neighbour. I've, I've got to forgive people. You're musing on the wrong thing. You say, isn't it important to obey God? Well, yes, but it doesn't work like that. What you're doing is the Old Testament style, which is why it doesn't work. We're in a New Testament. Okay, so now it is not about you doing everything good and right, very common teaching, all the Facebook people. It is about you discovering who you are in Christ. Because if you're in him, you're in everything that is right. I know people struggle with this. It's the revelation of grace. Because they start thinking, well, you're saying that it really doesn't matter what we do. Which is what they said to Paul, by the way, when he wrote to the Romans. Exactly the same. They said, and he says that. He says, do you think that I'm saying that it doesn't matter how you live? Of course I'm not saying that. It's exactly what Paul said. Because they said it about him. And somehow, 2,000 years later, we're still a little bit stuck on it. What God did for you in Jesus made you a whole new person. Made you filled with his nature, shared in his nature. God in you. That's the whole revelation. Christ in you. So when you meditate, and you'll find a lot of the New Testament scriptures, which I'll talk about on Wednesday night, go that way. When you meditate not on doing the right thing, but who you are, then what happens is you start to chew on who I am, what God said about me, what I now have, which is everything I'm going to need for life. Once you have that, you discover who you are, then your quote-unquote obedience flows automatically 
out of a person who knows who they are. Did some lights go on there? So important for the church to discover that because there are so many genuine, especially in the evangelical circles of the church, and I understand it, and I understand how some people would struggle, but you've, you've got to understand that what God did in Christ made everything right. I'm not condoning people who reject God, don't obey God to use, that's a bad word, obey, don't flow with God, don't yield to God. That's the better word for it. And, uh, but when you discover, oh my goodness, in the midst of my mess, God is loving me, adoring me, not angry at me, and I've still got the nature of God in me, and I've got the love of God in me, and my angel hasn't left me, and the Holy Spirit is upon me. Oh my goodness, your heart, when you see that, the lights switch on, you've muttered on it, you've growled over the truth until click, 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 the lights up. Then you are automatically going to yield to him. You're just going to go, oh, you're going to fall in love with him and it's you're loving him because he first loved you. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for these beautiful people. Thank you for our Facebook family, Facebook people. And Lord, grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you so that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened like never before. And thank you for your word. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thank you for, like I said, well, that was fun. And I had a good time before we got to the Bible. So this is a good church. I like it here. Bless you. We love you. We're glad to see you. We have super duper Christine doing super duper hospitality. Give her a big hand. She's great. We had a great band this morning. The drummer was a bit of a ring in, but the rest of them are pretty good. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. See you on Wednesday night at Go Deeper. God bless you.